What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 315 of the Geeks Under Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! And this week, this week I feel like is one of those episodes that's going to kind of like, we're going to remember this one uh, in a few years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're still geeking out about fighting games, and we're still geeking out about the future of Warner Bros., which is what we are geeking out about last week. Uh, I say future, though. Do is there a future for Water Bros? Is it on fire? Uh, do they have a master plan? We don't. We don't know. We're gonna. We're gonna dive into uh, what we've read so far and what we know so far. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you. A lot of it is kind of just maybe's. It feels up things. in the air still. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. a lot of rumor going on right now. Yep. Um, I don't totally know what to make of it, but we'll get into it. Uh, yeah. Let's start with uh, gaming. I haven't played any games, LJ. It's been a crazy week for me. How about you? Um, so I, uh, I I've played a few different games across a few different streams um, this weekend. The first one I played on our own channel is uh, the game called Good Job, and it was it's an indie game that's featured on. It was featured on the direct a few years ago, but then I saw it was on sale on the Switch multiplayer sale. And it was a good time. Um, you basically climb up, up the corporate ladder, and in, in, in almost a literal sense, you're this character. Your dad's the CEO, I guess. And this is all done through like stick figures and stuff. Like, um, but you basically have to complete different tasks. Uh, one of them is like get the projector, you know, where it needs to go. And you literally can like hook up like a cord and just like launch the projector out the window from above and like cause chaos. Um, and then somebody made the joke. They're like, "Oh, so this is this how LJ runs the Geeks Under Grace staff?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, it's pure chaos in there." Um, it was just, it was funny. Just, I was like, <laughs> um, and then the other game that I played with um, a buddy of mine last night on our own streams, uh, we did co-op. It's called Escape Academy, and it's a it's an escape room style like video game that was designed by actual like escape room escape room like developers like oh yeah so and and uh, Anna played played it for a couple weeks um on on our own stream on our on the GUG stream and she she really enjoyed it and then I told my buddy about it and I was like hey dude you need to go watch this watch her stream because you might like this game he goes yep he's like I'm down for it and it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's good fun. It's got split screen, even online, so that way you can look at each other's screens to help complete the clues and like the the like levels and stuff. It is great. Um, it's super fun. Uh, so if you like escape rooms, and it's kind of like a nice way to like I don't know if people still want to go to escape rooms or not. You know, like it's neat to play like a video game version of that. And there's like a whole yeah. story and everything. Um, it's super fun. Um, and then to tie this all into fighting games, I've still been playing multiverses, um, but now because of Evo, which we'll talk about a little later, um, I broke out my fight stick again and I started playing multiverses with my fight stick and I'm actually doing really well with it. Like, and it just reminds me of how, you know, there's a reason why people use fight sticks in tournaments and stuff because the inputs are like very quick and fast, like, and just the precision of the input inputs are like 
feel way more snappier than a controller, especially if you get comfortable with a fight stick. Like I was playing Tekken on a fight stick for a while. When I would play against Mortal Kombat, when I would play against my brother on Mortal Kombat 11, like I noticed my inputs were faster than his, and I was pulling off certain things faster than he could get to. And so it's like I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I bought this thing, even though I haven't played with it in like <laughs> maybe six to eight months. But I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, that was good fun breaking that out again. So that's probably my the way I'll exclusively be playing multiverses now. So nice. Um, still meaning Wonder Woman, um, learning Tom and Jerry. Um, but uh, yeah, super fun game. So that's what I've been up to in gaming. Cool. What about you, Shelley? Um, haven't been playing anything new, but um, still playing through Fire Emblem Three Hopes. We finished our Scarlet Blaze run, so that's with the Black Eagles. So now we finished two of the three different routes, um, and so now we're on the third one. So which is I think Golden Wildfire. I thought it was Golden Wind. Um, it's not Golden Wind. It's Golden mm-hmm. Wildfire, which is like not as funny but um what i'm excited about that is uh the azure gleam which is blue lions and then scarlet blaze which is black eagles um those routes feel very similar because um i don't really want to give away too many spoilers but it's like you're basically fighting in the same war um Mm. just on different sides whereas um in this playthrough in this uh golden wildfire playthrough um, you're not just in the same war. It's an entirely different war that you're playing through. Oh, wow. Um, which is cool because there's another there's a, um, separate country that's invading. So it kind of adds... Um, I don't know. It's interesting because it's like... Uh, but cool because we get to meet new characters and see new things. So uh, we're, we're not that far into it. But again, New Game Plus is awesome. So we get we still have all like the really good items and things. Um, but yeah, we will probably finish that fairly soon. Uh, because again, every new game plus playthrough goes way faster than an original one. Um, that game is still fun though. Um, so I don't really know what more to say about it. We talked a lot about this game, but Mm -hmm. you know, I still like it. So that's all I played though. All right. Well, we'll get into the gaming news then. Uh, go ahead, Adalja. All right. So the first, I guess, probably most fresh piece out of the bunch is that uh, the Marvel uh, Midnight Suns game has been delayed. And this gives it a wider window. I think it was supposed to come out in October. I'm all about delays, honestly. Especially for a game like this. It's like, I don't feel like anybody's going to care that much. So it's if you push it back a little while just to like tighten it up and, work, and make it better, then that's totally awesome. Um, but they have said on Twitter, and they did the little like, oh, here's an image with text on it, you know, for a special announcement. And they have said that uh, they're delaying it to the end of the fiscal year. Which, when I think fiscal year, I think of January, February, March. Because that's usually when that happens. It's like, oh, we can't delay it any further, so let's get it out then so we can still make money on this this year. Right. Um, so I'm going to guess, which, dang, if it does get delayed to, like, March, that's almost the whole year at that point. Um but like I said, I'm okay with it um, because we still got plenty of other stuff to play, and there's you know there's a whole season of releases coming that uh, it'll probably be a wash for that game, honestly. <laughs> um, so if they get out early in the earlier in the next year when there's not a lot going on, then that's cool too. Or even like in December or something when it's like a little quiet. So yeah, yeah, that that's kind of that for Midnight Suns. Um, and hopefully it'll be capitalizing on, you know, when people are, are going to be excited for Marvel again. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's probably a good move, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then the next uh, piece of news, which came out of Evo, uh, which I really don't think, like, they announced a few, like, characters for different games and stuff, like Season Pass stuff, but... The biggest uh, one of note, I think, is that they did reveal a new character for Street Fighter Six named Kimberly, and uh, she looks awesome. She's a totally new character. Um, she's she's got some cool looking moves, and she uses like spray paint and stuff, and uh, and like special like I love this like urban art direction they're going with like Street Fighter. It's like kind of hip hop mm-hmm. vibe, which they haven't kind of like went with like a hip hopish vibe since like the soundtrack of like. Street Fighter, like, Third Strike. And so, like, I'm, like, I'm down for this. Um, I know, and it's, like, you know, they, they their advertisement is, like, oh, like, it's time for the new era. And I'm, like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, well, I have to, we'll have to see what comes out of it more. Uh, another character announced in that same trailer was Jury, who who first came in Street Fighter 4, I believe. Uh, that's when her first appearance was. But... Um, with that, I do want to mention Evo real quick. Evo was, was pretty cool. I, I did catch, um, as much of it as I could. Uh, I honestly, so I did try, like, watching, like, multiverses and stuff like that, but I didn't realize they were doing 2v2 tournaments, like, I guess the game is built for. Yeah. So it was utter chaos watching it. So I'm like, I honestly don't know what's going on, because, like... Yeah, I think, um... Uh-huh. I think the winners were Void and the Cat, I think, for multiverses. Uh-huh. And they're Smash players. I was gonna say Smash there's probably a lot of there's probably some Smash players up in there. Yeah. There That's was cool. uh, there was actually another major going on this weekend in San Diego. Oh cool. Um, but at least for the folks who are playing multiverses like Void and the Cat, like and it's also just crazy, it's caused a lot of continual discourse or discussion, really not so much discourse on but discussion on Twitter about just like how significant it is to have dev support for a game because Mm -hmm. um even like 17th place or something got like a thousand dollars each for each teammate oh that's awesome like a i don't remember i think it was ceo um a huge smash major um hungry box said that he got like 25 bucks or something i don't know how much it was but it was just like barely any money for like fifth place or something that's a bummer like he was top eight um so it's just a continual you know, be like, oh, well, it'd be nice if Nintendo actually supported us so we could, like, make money on this game. But it's, like, it's just sort of, like, it's exciting to see other games, like, multiverses have that support because more support is always good. But yeah. it's just sort of like, a, ooh, we wish we could have that for our game. And, and it's, it is sad because it's, like, there felt, you know, there, I did, it did feel like there was something missing without Smash being there. Like, because Smash is mm-hmm. the thing that I, wa- I would watch when all the other tournaments I watched, like, were done. And mm-hmm. so... Um, like I watched some of Mortal Kombat, some of Dragon Ball Fighters and stuff, but the thing I always make sure to watch just because I'm a Tekken player is, uh, the top eight for Tekken. And so, um, I guess one of the, uh, one of my favorite kind of like plots, my favorite plot lines, I guess, of this tournament is that, um, in 2019, uh, I probably talked about it before, but this guy, Arslan Ash, he came out of nowhere, like from Pakistan and won the Tekken World Tour stuff won like evo japan and so he became this name that everybody felt like they had to beat and he fought um and he won um 2019 he straight up won evo and then i'm trying to remember if he fought him before i believe he might have um but or they never fought yet but uh, there's another south korean player named Ni who has never won a um evo 
who won this time. And what was crazy is this time is uh, uh, Arslan Ash fought against his training partner and teammate also from Pakistan oh, named, named Khan. And so <laughs> I actually saw the tweet uh, as I was... Yeah, and so... And he actually tweeted, he goes, I don't want to do this fight, but I have to. And I was like, oh. And so he actually lost against he lost against his his, his buddy. And oh. which was which was huge because he's like the guy yeah. to beat. But also you'd kick you'd expect the, the your teammate to be the one to beat you because it's like if you train together for so you know long. Huh? Yeah. Yep. And he, they know what stages to pick, especially because Geese, you know, the guy he was, you know, he, the character he was using is real good when you get people up against walls and you get those combos and, you know, the wall and damage and stuff. When um, Arslan's character, Zafina, she's a very much like he uses her to move around and kind of like get space. And so it's like when he didn't have that space, you know, he was in trouble. So he, w he would try to choose the stages that were open and didn't have walls and stuff. So... And then um, there was Nee and Khan in the finals, and Nee ended up winning, which was, I guess that's cool for him, because it's like, the dude has never won one yet, but it's like, if Arslan was there, that would have been a, a heck of a, a finale, so, yeah, a, yeah. a heck of a final, so, oh, I, I just have to give Tekken a shout out, but it's like, I love the plot lines of, of Evo, and like, following these players that it's like, I remember like, once a year, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that guy, you know, like, that guy was fun to watch. Um, yeah, but that's so fun. I want to go uh, one year. <laughs> that'd be really fun. The, yeah, cool. the, the, the energy in that room and just, oh, I'm like, I feel it just by watching it, but I'm like, I want to be in that room, like, with all that. That'd be so, so fun. Yeah. But anyway, that's my annual, like, Evo talk, so. Um, <laughs> and then I, I guess uh, you guys, will, or maybe Shelly will be able to speak more to this, but they did have the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet showcase thing, the like trailer. Yeah, yeah. I did watch the trailer. Mm -hmm. It looked I cool. I think that. I think that's all it was. Was the trailer, right? I haven't wanted a Pokemon game in a while. Yeah, I. Mm. It's crazy how like. I actually am excited for this, and it's weird because I think with Sword and Shield, I was kind of a little bit on the hater side. A little bit, I was kind of part of the crew of Pokemon fans. I was like. I don't know, this doesn't look very good. You were like, like I refuse kind of to spend money on this game. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like totally on their side of the fence. I'm just like, they're implementing the same mechanics, at least a lot of the same mechanics that we saw in mm -hmm. Legends Arceus that I really like. So like, why wouldn't I be excited for this game? They're trying but new things. I, but now it's funny seeing that there's still a bunch of haters and now I'm no <laughs> longer in that, that pool of people and I'm just like, what's going on? It's just yeah. kind of funny. But... I legit haven't been excited for a mainline Pokemon game in so long. I think the last one I was genuinely really hyped for was the Gen 3 remakes, like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, just because I oh, love wow. Gen 3 yeah. so much. But it's like, I still got X and Y. I still got Sun and Moon. Um, I, I really, you know, drew the line Sword and Shield. I never got those games. But um, I still got, like, every Pokemon game just because I'm like, eh. <laughs> gotta get the next one, you know, mm -hmm. gotta do it. But I was always disappointed, never finished it. Would hardly get far at all. Um, but I think this game I'm actually going to have a lot of fun with. Um, and I actually love the... A lot of people, like, hate, kind of don't like that these legendary characters, these legendary Pokemon um, are, like, your little motorcycles, your little thing that, like, you know, help you traverse the world. <laughs> I think it's really freaking cool. Mm -hmm. But some people are like, well... 
it kind of makes them seem not as cool as legendaries if you could just get them right away. And I'm like, for me, I think it's cooler because then you actually get attached to them. You mm, actually yeah. hang around them a lot. It's not like, just like having a random Pokemon and be like, here, let, like you're my ride. You know, like it's yeah. like they're companions, kind of. Yeah, which I think is really cool. And like, granted, we don't know if they'll be able to join your team right away. It could be a thing where it's like. They help you around, but they can't join your team until later. Right. Um, I wouldn't oh, be surprised yeah. if that's the case, but it's like a lot of times in Pokemon games, it's like they're like, "Oh, it's the big, it's the big legendary of the game. You catch it, and then you use it for like a single battle before end game." <laughs> and it's How like, crazy would it be if they're like level seventy five, like don't have enough badges? They're not listening that to you. That would be cool. Or they give it <laughs> to you crazy. like early. You, you get them to... immediately. Yeah. I'm just saying that it could be you would get more time. I would actually use the legendary instead of like any other legendary. It's like, well, I already have a very established team of six that I'm not going to change, you know? Um, but either way, I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited about it. I love Fido. Fido looks dog. great. <laughs> like, again, I haven't been this excited about new Pokemon. Yeah. Since I don't even know when, even longer than Gen 3. Like, I wasn't excited about, like, I remember Gen 5 Pokemon coming out, and I liked Zoroark, and then I <laughs> didn't care for any of the other ones. And, um, I didn't care for any of the other ones. But, in, of course, every year I would still buy the games, but I didn't really care about the new Pokemon for some reason. I was just kind of like, eh. But now it's like these first Pokemon being announced are, like, actually cute, like Smoliv and, um,. Lechonk. Like, oh, yeah. And Lechonk. Fido, I'm just like, I love them, okay? So that's just a new nice feeling. Um, I will agree it's a little bit weird how, but kind of funny how the, um, I don't remember his name, but the legendary from Scarlet, how he still looks like a motorcycle, but he still uses his legs to run around. <laughs> he doesn't use wheels like the other one does, and everyone's like... I'm not going to play Scarlet because that animation looks so bad and it annoys me so much. And I'm like, that's fair, but never watch the Flintstones, okay? Like, you're going to get real mad. <laughs> that sound. Somebody needs to totally make that into, like, a video or a TikTok. See, yeah, I really want to play with Scarlet, sound. but I, I feel like I have to get Violet being purple. I know. I mean, I am personally still leaning towards Violet, but I feel like I need to know more of the differences between the two, like, especially yeah. the Pokemon differences. Like, I think that will probably be more of my decider rather than the legendaries at this point, because I actually think they both look pretty cool. Um, They're going to make a Pokemon yellow style thing, and it'll be like a little tricycle or an ATV. I would definitely get Violet, yeah. too. Oh, heck uh, yeah. Those who can't see, LJ is holding up his Flex and his <laughs> PS5 controller that's purple. My purple it's really one. Cool. It's so pretty. I want it. Um, what was I gonna say? You can have Pokemon follow you just like they do in Pokemon Legends as well. And I'm like, I love that. We haven't been able to do that in a long time either. I'm like, mm -hmm. heck yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited, but it could also still be bad, I guess. It probably will be, but <laughs> the, new, the new gimmick, the new gimmick is a little bit weird, but I personally like it better than Gigantamax because it has more strategic element. I forget what you call it, but they put on little hats and they turn into big gems. But what it does yeah. is that it changes the type of the Pokemon, okay. which can actually make really interesting things happen, um, I think, strategy-wise. Like, as far as the that gimmick is concerned, I think it'll be really cool to see um, the annual Pokemon, um, like, tournaments and stuff. Yeah. And see how it's applied there, because I think it'll be treated a little bit more like Megas were, 
And I say, Mega so Evolutions like changed things. The, the way they look kind of reminds me of like you know when Kirby like change like changes into like fire and ice, how they have the things coming oh, out yeah. of his head and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what that kind of reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think again, like as far as me using it, I'm not necessarily that excited. But I think as far as strategy goes, I'll be interested in in awaiting to see how the professionals um, yeah. utilize it. It does sound better than Dynamax. Cool. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. I've watched, uh, you know, professional Pokemon players um, during, like, the annual freaking tournaments and things, nationals, uh, internationals and nationals. Um, I've seen them, like, play with Gigantamax, and it's just, like, not as interesting to me personally. It's kind of boring. They just have, like, one really big Pokemon. They just use, like, the same move over and over for the most part. Like, the strategy is really dependent on that. So I think it'll be cool um, to have something different. I still kind of wish they would bring back Megas and not have this, but that's never going to happen. Mega Evolutions should have been like a staple that carried on for a, a while. Yeah. That would have been nice, but nope. I would, yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Pokemon should do a lot of things. Yes. Um. <laughs> You're not wrong. We'll see. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Before we dive into this HBO stuff, we are going to do uh, a little bit of movies. LJ, you watched yeah, movies. I did. I watched two of them. Um, yeah, some big ones, too. The New first releases. one I watched was Bullet Train. Uh, I went with my family, and it was kind of nice. My I forget how like my theater is like kind of inexpensive. We went Thursday afternoon, and it was only $20 for like three of us for tickets. And I was like, that's a good deal. Um but Bullet Train is super fun. Uh, honestly, like I forget that it was directed by uh, the person who directed Deadpool 2. So it's a lot funnier. It's more funnier than I expected. I expected okay. some kind of like, oh, this movie's going to be like, try to be like another like John Wick, where it's going to be like flashy choreography and stuff. And, you know, which I it was like the fight scenes are really good, are really good and, fun, and funny in it. Um, but just the characters are so silly. It felt like a comic book movie, which is a good thing, I feel like, to say because it's not actually based on anything. So, like, to me, it's like if you, they were able to emulate that style in which I could see maybe this being based off, like, a one-off, like, comic or, like, trade paperback, like, graphic novel type of thing. Yeah, that's Um, really good. Yeah. And and, uh, the actors in it, they, they all do a great job, Brad. Brad Pitt is great. His character is like this recovering like hitman who's like gone through like therapy and stuff. And so it's, you know, it's just like it, it that there's a lot of humor there. Like I really like his character because I connect with his character just because he says a lot of the cliche things like they teach you in like therapy and recovery and stuff like that. <laughs> so um, it's, it's great. Uh, there's some cameos. There's some really, really good cameos in there that uh, are fun to see. Um, but yeah, it was a fun movie. Um, the other one that I'm still I'm working on the review for um, on our website still is Prey, uh, the new Predator mm-hmm. movie, and I think it's really great. Um, it's the movie that uh, I, I'm gonna say this is um, because I, I talked about this on the Infinity Bros podcast, which that episode went out today. I got to be a guest on there and talk about the the movie with them um my thing is that this is this is my number one predator movie not only for how good it is but 
it's the movie I can go to somebody who's never seen a Predator movie and be like, hey, watch this. Because okay. everything else is just kind of bad or cheesy or just not ap- appealing to a lot of people these days. Mm-hmm. So so this is the movie like I can say like oh go watch it on Hulu because it's got a great it's got a good story about a young uh, Native American woman who like she's not she's not looked at as like the hunter or you know this warrior type person. Right. And that plays into her favor a lot in the movie. Um without going into more detail but um she you knows it's all like I guess the like girl power like oh I'm going to prove myself story is not really all that original, you know. But with this, it is because it's like, you know, with Native Americans and stuff, it's like a rite of passage. Um, the great, the thing I think is also great is that there was a lot of support from like the Comanche Nation and a lot of people and producers um, that worked, that like that worked on it and helped make it. Ember Midthunder is awesome. Like that's her last name is Midthunder. That's like the <laughs> coolest last name on earth. Um, but um, like, and even her mom, like, I uh, owns like a casting like agency and stuff. Like, and um, they had a lot of you know th- things that they basically like checked into, and they made it with love. Basically, it wasn't just Hollywood being like, "Oh, let's just take these Native Americans and put them in here." Right. Um, but it's good. The Predator design is awesome. There are a few video game influences I see uh, in the movie too, because uh, Dan Trachtenberg has been known to be a video game fan the composer of the like the soundtrack is the woman that that um she did the soundtrack for like a bunch of assassin's creed games and like cool which which are are really good and origins in particular is my favorite soundtrack and she also helped work on the valhalla one as well that's okay yeah um because i thought it was the valhalla like composer exclusively but then i'm like oh no it's this person who it's like the soundtrack assassin's creed soundtracks are great um right and and there's a few yeah. other influences that i won't spoil because like they're they're really cool that like when you see there's a particular thing that you see the predator has like one of his pieces of equipment where you be like oh yeah the director definitely played that video game you know kind of a thing okay. um so then the i predator, saw calls for a feudal japan uh predator movie Yes, now that this is doing so well, and I'm like, I'm, I'm down so, for all of these like historical warrior predator movies. So there's one of two ways they could go with this. There's like a little like, I mean, it's not like a, it's not an after, it's not a like post credits thing, but there's like this drawing they show in like the the like end credits, mm-hmm. where either I inter- interpret it this way is that because of Naru, the main character, because of her fight with the predator. The, you know, that could mean like, oh, like that's the reason that the Predators decided to go back to Earth is because, oh, now the humans are formidable. Like we know that this planet is, you know, we can hunt here. This is a challenge. Either that mm-hmm. or, like, you know, or like, hey, there's going to be more more movies or, hey, there's going to be more coming here. Like if, if we do more movies, you know, like so it could be one of those two things. It could be just a nod to like, oh, yeah, now Earth is a place for them to hunt or yeah hey we can do more movies with this <laughs> um i'm down give me all the historical warrior movies yes i mean in I predator hunting Japan. grounds there's literally a, vi- a predator viking costume um <laughs> cody, goes, cody goes what in in predator yeah. hunting grounds the video game one yeah. of the one of the costumes you get you can get for the predator is viking themed that's cool <laughs> I'll have real fast <laughs> yeah cody yeah, goes i'm in what 
Um, I was gonna say I want a Viking I'll predator movie. To, I want I'll a feudal Japan <laughs> uh, predator movie. Uh, I want a pirate pirates versus predator. Just everything versus predator. Yeah, pirates versus predator <laughs> would be amazing. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'll have to send you a screenshot of what that Viking one looks like. But yes, it is really good, and like I'm leaning on giving it like it's probably more like it's like an 8 or an 8.5 but for me it's like a 9 it's not a perfect movie it still has I still have minor gripes with it but very minor gripes like it's mostly nitpicky stuff so um that and that's where I'm at with the movie it's like it's it's and it's a movie that's okay with being a movie it's not like oh we're gonna be this like Oscar winning like thing or we're trying to tell this amazing touching story you know it's just like no like we're telling a good story in a movie that's oh that's just okay with being a movie i looked up the viking armor yeah it's oh, cool did? yeah yes <laughs> um, that's awesome you will like the predator in this too because the way his design is uh i think yeah i saw like it in the too. trailers looks awesome and yeah and i was trying to avoid including images of that in my review because i'm like i don't know how much of the predator they've actually shown because i basically watched one trailer and never watched anything else until the movie came out and that was it so hmm. Anyway, my uh, <laughs> my predator rant is over. So. Okay, well, <laughs> let's dive into this. I really don't know how we're gonna. There's so much to cover. Yes. Um, basically, yeah, spreads everywhere. We mentioned last week that uh, what what's his name? There was Alan Horn, Alan Horn was the jumping Flash on, and that could getting canceled. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that was more. Wait, did the Flash get canceled? Is that the show? The show, yes, yes. Um, yeah, Arrowverse being taken out back is the way I put it last week. <laughs> and then, who is the C? Is it the CEO that's making all these changes right now? Well, that's the guy who's who's like speaking on behalf of Warner Discovery. Is David something or Z with a Z something? Z. I really wish I had the name off the top of my head. I think one of those articles I have uh, has his name in there. One of those articles in the notes. I think, um, it's, I think it's part of the HBOMX stuff. Basically, someone has jumped on um, that is not just a uh, advisor, um, but it's kind of like a new chairman or a new CEO or something like that. Yeah, the new uh, CEO of Warner Discovery. Yep. Yes, yeah, that's it. And uh, I'm assuming that maybe that's why they got Alan was because they... Uh, was because of him and all the changes that he's making. Um, but DC got a shake up that like the person that makes the DC movies in charge of that uh, was about to walk out on the job and uh, is now going to wait for black Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's again, all rumor, but uh, okay. So much has happened. It's basically all revolves around HBO um, and discovery, which are two different streaming services. I think right now, right? Discovery yes. have a streaming service. Yeah, and Discovery they are going Plus. Going to join. Yeah, Discovery Plus. They are going to join together. Um, it'll be a new uh, streaming service. It probably will still be HBO Max. I think. No, um, people are thinking HBO Max is going to be the name, the thing that 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 goes. Oh, really? It'd be Discovery Plus. Yes, and that's and see, I think one of those articles I put in there is the way. It's you know people are the the speculation is that the it was that they wanted to go they wanted to put less into scripted content, which is scary. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um. 
So let's just go down the list here. Um, uh, <laughs> there, there's so much. I don't know. I mean, let's um, start with the big thing that kind of kicked it off, like Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a movie that's basically done, from what I've gathered. They lost $90 million, or they were in $90 million into it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's insane. So the movie's almost done, and then they go to cancel it. And uh, for me, I mean, there's there's these rumors that uh, they're going to bring back the Snyderverse, or they have a 10-year plan. Uh, we had also read about, and so like for me, I'm like cancel whatever you need. Let's get that off, like up and going. But then, uh, you've got Joker two getting uh, an official date. Lady Gaga is like announcing that she's her gonna be teaser. in it. Oh my gosh, she's gonna be Harley Quinn. Yeah. So then I go, if you're gonna continue doing that, which is the thing we I feel in, like we don't want or we don't need is a Joker sequel. <laughs> then why? cancel this Batgirl and maybe yeah. that has to do with the Flash because Keaton's supposed to be in this Ooh, Batgirl movie yeah. um, okay. we got a lot going on with Ezra Miller right now um, but I don't Still. know it just seems like a weird call to cancel a movie that's almost done Yeah, and then have all this other non-canon stuff anyways like if they got rid of all the non-canon stuff I would get it but why not just make this another non-canon movie? You know what's wild, too, is the stuff that's been non-canon, for the most part, has been the best stuff. Yeah, that too. I guess uh, Shazam technically is, but, like, still, like, most of mm-hmm. everything has been that hasn't been canon has been great. Um, I mean, part of that probably goes in with this... I don't even know where to, where to go with this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Warner Rose is uh so they laid off you said seventy percent. That's what that article says. There, I guess supposedly. Theoretically, yeah. It was seventy percent that uh staff they laid off from HBO Max. And then they are planning to uh, massively increase the HBO Max budget, which I assume they're using the money from the staffing and series count. They it says. Yeah, and make more series. <laughs> which I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's such a weird I mean, concept. I get if they're canceling the movie thing, but like, I mean, a, a bunch of the movies, but like, it's so, everything's so weird right now. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here, let's go through each each story. Shelly, you start with, we talked about Batgirl. Um, go to the HBO Max movies and we'll just kind of go up from there. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we talked about Batgirl got cancelled, which again, yeah, it's, it's just crazy that they were so far in, mm-hmm. like, so far gone. Like, we've been talking about that movie for a while on the show, so, like, mm-hmm. that's insane. Brendan um, Fraser was supposed to be Firefly. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, that's kind of too bad, but I guess we'll see what comes from that, if anything, if they're gonna allocate resources, I don't know. Um, I mean, and then, yeah, you did mention that we are getting, um, well... We already knew we were getting a Joker sequel, and we were all kind of mm-hmm. confused about it, but they finally released a date. Um, it's going to be in 2024, um, and Lady Gaga is going to be in it, and I think it's confirmed that she's going to be playing Harley Quinn. Yeah, it was from her and own it's a musical. Uh, thing. Which, I mean, it's Lady Gaga. That makes sense. And to be clear, yeah. like, I'm okay with Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn. That's the part I'm, I, don't, I don't mind. It's just like, do we need the sequel? Yeah. yeah, the only thing I can think of is now that um, I, I'll talk about it a little bit later. I've been reading a lot of DC Comics recently, just mm-hmm. um, 
and one of the ones I read was Harleen, which is a 2020 comic about Harley Quinn and like her origins mm, essentially. I could see them um, going off getting of involved that. with the Joker, and it was really freaking good. And I'm kind of like, well, honestly, even if they just do a story similar to that, like that could be really good. And honestly, that would work well as a musical. Because, I mean, I love musicals. I know people are really weird about musicals. But, like, <laughs> as far as, like, being able to express your inner feelings in, in, in a way that's not just boring exposition, but through song, it's, like, way more interesting. There's way more layers of, of being able to express how you're feeling about something um, or what you're thinking about through song rather than just saying something or just implying something. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But I don't know if that's the angle they're going to be taking. I have no clue. Um, but that was just something I read that I'm just like, I mean, they could make this in a movie and I'd be really interested. It's called Folly Ado, um, I believe. Because I do think that could yeah. be a good take is if the, um, you know, I, I never watched the original Joker, honestly, I may never. Um, but it's, it's, you know, that's his origin story. That's his story. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if his story's already been told, it makes sense to shift to a different character like Harley Quinn who also goes into a descent of madness. Um, and who knows? Maybe it'll be really tied in with the Joker. Um, maybe it won't. Um, like in Harleen, it's very much tied into the Joker. Like I mean, both of them are in crazy. it. So it's like... That's true. So... Yeah. I don't know. I just think we need more information. Um, but I don't know. All I'm saying is musical's really weird to have follow a movie like Joker, but... Um, yeah. The first Joker movie was like an art film anyway. And like all musicals are art yeah. film. Yeah. Movie type movies so uh, and in a weird way i could see it fitting like i can see it being the perfect follow-up honestly like i kind of hated the idea at first but i don't i don't necessarily hate it i just just, why this movie and not a background movie (laughs) yeah what are they and that's fair and that's fair i need a plan planned out (laughs) and and, and so that's that's what my thing is too i look at a movie like batgirl then you see movies like prey going to hulu and which feels like they could have totally released that in theaters you know like yeah so it just feels weird that like yeah and it's a good and batgirl was going to hbo max anyway right so <laughs> um i don't there's other piece of news i can't remember maybe i can get to the list here um six hbo max original movies were removed from the streaming service yep um there was batgirl there was the american pickle um yeah American Pickle was also kind of an odd movie, and I think all those movies on that list, like, I don't remember hearing much about any of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a weird, like, you can't watch those anywhere now, unless you had them. I did see American Pickle on Voodoo the other day, so I'm like, okay, Okay, if somebody really wants to watch that, they could, but, but even I, like, I've never seen the other five movies on that list, but I'm like... I just think it's important to preserve. Yeah. Like... I, mean, we get, that's the most terrifying thing to be about digital rental services yeah. is that like if something goes off netflix the netflix original uh they didn't get like a dvd thing it's just gone yeah we get uh, into this discussion with video game stuff all the time and now it's yeah coming, definitely like, it's with movies now yeah uh we don't own anything it's a it's a weird spot yep um i i think there's a lot of rumors going around and uh, what they really need is kind of lay out what the plan is and announce stuff, and I'm sure they're just not ready to do that yet. Yeah. Um, it seems like almost as if everything's getting leaked, and 
I know that he's announced some things. Uh, the way that they're announcing things is uh, is terrible. Maybe during their HBO Max layoffs, they, they laid off their PR guy. I don't know. And, and that's like a thing that I was talking about earlier uh, when we were preparing for like with the notes is that I tried to find and see if there was a list of things that were actually confirmed safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the one of the few things I saw was that Peacemaker apparently is safe according to James Gunn. I saw some stuff about the fourth a fourth season for Harley Quinn possibly happening, even though season three just started. Aquaman uh, two, uh, and it's yeah. Ben Affleck instead of Michael Keaton. So I feel like something's going on with Keaton. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of, so in that situation, um, it was theorized that the reason that they did Ben Affleck yep. put back Ben Affleck and Aquaman two is because it's going to release before the Flash, and the Flash was going to introduce Keaton. It's Batman, so it wouldn't make sense for it to come before Flash goes and kind of messes with things. Yep. Yeah, um, and I, th- I think we're still they're still they're probably still trying to figure out what to do with the Flash, you know, because yeah, of he was just arrested. Uh, they were just arrested again. Yep. Um, Charged with felonies and, and so, stuff. Yep. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is. I feel like we're probably going to wait for DC fandom. We brought this up during the San Diego Comic Con. It was so so light for DC's uh movie announcements and if they were talking about all of this it makes sense that it would be so light it seems like they're going to make a plan if there is a 10-year plan um then i would hope that we would kind of see that at dc fandom uh, if that even happens i haven't even seen a date or anything for that i don't know if we're getting a dc fandom i just assume <clears throat> yeah i hope so but i mentioned this on my facebook and i when i announced it on the podcast too because i think it's a good idea um i think we should get like a flashpoint paradox and a bunch of people let me know that we have a flashpoint paradox movie already which i i realize we actually kind of have two in a way mm-hmm. um but you take more of like a multiverse of madness situation and you get flash whatever reason opens up a multiverse thing and then you get every live action like property of dc's in an animated form you get the voices you can uh, from the actual actors the other ones you find them like the what if series uh and then at the end of the movie make a really good movie and then at the end of it um just have what is canon and what is not and what's gone away mm-hmm. and uh get rid of flash and arrow and all the cw tv shows and get rid of titans if you need they to could do like a like a um infinity war thing and just like dust half of every, like everybody you know like yeah just wipe <laughs> it all and yeah. then Literally. They can still exist in their own universes, but be like, this is the universe that we are now currently going to be yep. acting within. Yep. And then uh, kind of work from there. You could kind of, I mean, you could even spot clean. You could do an Aquaman. Like, well, Aquaman uh, is canon in uh, Justice League, but not in his movies or vice versa. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted with that. And then everything would kind of <laughs> Instead of a straight sense. timeline like Marvel does, you can have, theirs will be like, Boom, 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 boom. It'll be like... Yeah. It'll be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Marvel, and then this is turned into, like, Legend of Zelda. Uh, <laughs> we don't yeah, really know what's happening. Looks, yeah. looks looking like the the time the broken timelines in Loki now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's how it already is, kind of. I... I don't... I don't know. I need to know more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... What are you guys is? Are you worried for the future of DC or are you Warner Bros? I guess in total, um, or are you excited for what's ahead? 
mean, it's just kind of like, I didn't anticipate that there were going to be this quick, this like, much amount of change in such a short amount of time because like literally yeah. just last week we're sudden like, oh you know there might be some change happening i really kind of expected very minimal or more subtle changes but no freaking alan horn or whatever is just going in there axing everything <laughs> and it's crazy um so is it like these layoffs like layoffs are never really good i mean right. they can per- make they could be productive for the future, for long term, so it's probably why they're doing it, but it's still, like, kind of sucky that it has to happen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's no fun. Um, in fact, it's really quite depressing, but I don't know. I it, You know, it's good if they want to refocus. Um, maybe they can make some good content in the future. I think it's just hard right now because the only no- thing that we know right now is, like, Joker 2, and all we know besides that is just all this stuff that they're cutting. Um so and it's like i don't really know how to feel about it i guess is what i should say Mm -hmm. probably some change is better than no change for Warner brothers so but it's just a matter of is this going to be positive or negative change i don't know but at the same time it is true that the way they were kind of going the trajectory they were going was not good so Mm -hmm. maybe sudden change is exactly what they need i don't know Mm -hmm. lj uh the thing i'm worried about is uh, because of the Warner Discovery thing, I'm worried about a lot of the content that HBO Max has, even the old stuff. I'm worried about that going away because honestly, like HBO Max, honestly has to me has the strongest quality of content on their streaming service. Like I know they do have some like sitcoms and, and everything like that, but like I mean they have some random stuff, but not as random as like other streaming services. Like a lot of their stuff is quality. And they also cycle movies out every time HBO, the actual network does. Um, And my worry is that when it gets absorbed into this other streaming service, that it's going to lean more Discovery Plus than HBO Max. What what I would like is if they do if they do a joint, which they're going to do the joint service, I think next year. In, in hindsight, that would honestly help save me money because I do pay for Discovery Plus for my, for my, my parents. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But my ideal version of a, of a Warner Discovery streaming platform is, okay, the app turns on. Choose your profile, like all the apps. Choose your profile. And then the next thing you do is, and it only shows two things, Warner well, it shows HBO Max or Discovery Plus. Which one do you want to go to? I click on HBO Max stuff. I can I have all my HBO Max stuff from before. All these shows and other cool things. And then on the flip side, you have the Discovery Plus button, which will take you just to everything Discovery Plus. Like, I wish the two would just be integrated integrated in such a way that, like, you can decide whichever one you want to watch. And I know it'll be, like, so integrated that stuff is going to be difficult to find. Um, I do love how streamlined HBO Max as a platform is, too. Because you can literally go to, like, if you scroll all the way to the bottom... You can go to all the different networks and like properties they actually have, and look there. Um, so I feel like HBO Max is honestly one of the cleanest streaming platforms there is for me to to find whatever I want. So it just sucks that like this streaming platform that a lot of people love, like net like pro- people probably canceled their Netflix. That's why Netflix probably had so many drops in subscribers was because of platforms like HBO Max and Paramount Plus and all this other stuff that like. Maybe they just didn't feel like they needed Netflix, you know, like anymore. Yeah. And I feel like HBO Max would be a huge loss if it if it goes away somehow. 
So that's where I'm at with it. I like I said, I need to know more. Uh, my question is, um, I think the change is good, but is it controlled chaos? Is it targeted? And is it calculated? Because mm-hmm. uh, from the outside, it just looks like chaos at this point. Yep. Um, it looks like they're just cutting things and they're just kind of uh, being reactionary without having a a direction. Yeah. Um, to go towards. That's very and well so, said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would hope that the how do I put this? When I was younger, pre-Marvel, Disney and Warner Bros. to me were kind of uh, equals. It was like it was those two, and then everything else was like different quality but warner brothers and disney made like same quality movies mm-hmm. um i think of like harry potter and like dark knight and then disney had like pirates of the caribbean um and stuff like that yeah um it was almost like disney was the more kids stuff and warner Bros. was the more adult stuff um but as far as quality they were really close and obviously disney has kind of monopolized the movie industry right now uh, I, I feel like almost nothing compares to what disney's doing um, and so I think that Warner Brothers needs a redirection if they want to get back to that point of being um, back to back. Especially now, I mean, the fact that they have DC Comics, mm-hmm. and Disney has Marvel, like they really should be combating head to head and being more competitive and yeah. being on the same level of quality. Uh, and I think that takes a lot more targeting. And as much as people like want to critique it, I think they kind of need to be doing what Disney is doing yeah. um, to be able to compete. And so having like a 10 year plan with DC movies is the only way they're going to be able to make DC be the same level as Marvel yep. stuff. And we've joked that the Warner Brothers is literally Disney's Wario. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just hope that this isn't all reactionary and that it is. Um, it's not just pulling back, but it's pulling back and then placing forward um, in another direction. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll end that discussion there. Shelly, speaking of DC Comics, uh, you've been reading a lot of comics. Yeah. So basically I, well, cause yeah, I started with Harleen cause I think I saw, I saw a post on Twitter about it and I was like, wait, this looks kind of interesting. I'd be willing to read it. Cause like the thing about me and comics is I actually really do enjoy like graphic novels and comics, but I don't really like long-standing comics. Like, I can't be committed to a super long thing. But if it's kind of like a one-off series, short series, one-off book or something, um, then it's like, yeah, sure, I'll read it. So I went to um, my library's website to see if there was any ways to get an ebook for it. And what I discovered um, is that there's this site called Hoopla, which I'd never heard of. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard um, of Hoopla. Yeah, if, well, if you have a library card, you get, like, ten free books, or I, they have more than just books. They have, like, shows and stuff. But it's, like, you get ten free books per month, uh, and it was on there. And I'm, like, nice. heck, yeah, so I could just read it for free. So I read that, um, and it was really good. Um, I don't know. I just really liked how they portrayed um, Harley Quinn's character. She made she felt very real, and, you know, there's kind of this... I, I didn't know much about her sort of origin story and backstory. Um, all I knew is that, you know, she was, I guess, a psych, uh, psychiatrist or psychologist and somehow, like, 
tried to help the Joker, then ended up like falling in love with him, and then it turned into a very toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. But um, it was just cool seeing it really play out and the sort of steps it took. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, again, she just felt like a really real character, which was really cool, and also um, really continued to make Joker look like a villain, which I thought was good because um, I feel like it's they easily could have not, right? Yeah. So. I really enjoyed reading that, um, and I enjoyed it so much that I thought, well, what other things can I read while I'm here? Um, and I remembered the um, there's this guy named G uh, Gabriel Piccolo. Um, he's a Brazilian artist who I follow on Twitter, and he does a lot of like Teen Titan artwork. Um, and he actually helped make some comics for DC. He did like the art for them. Um, and I like kind of forgot that they existed until then. And I was like, wait a second, I wonder if these are on here because it just the site just has a ton of DC comics. So um, I read all three of those that he helped make. Um, so it's Teen Titans Raven, Teen Titans Beast Boy, then Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven um, in that order. That's cool. And it's just really cute. It was just, you know, it's it's a different sort of spin on kind of Teen Titans lore and origins. Um, definitely a big spin off. But it just explores, you know, Raven kind of discovering her powers a little bit, and then Beast Boy kind of discovering his powers a little bit, and um, the meeting in the in that third issue, um, and I really like it because it just shows them as just you know teenagers, which uh, obviously like my most of my con of exposure with the Teen Titans is with the show, and I love mm -hmm. the show, um, and they definitely are like teenagers then, but like what's interesting is that they don't like go to school or anything they just like save the day that's like what they do um <laughs> but what's cool about these books is that um like they're still going to school like they are regular teenagers it feels a little more relatable in that way um which is cool so yeah and i liked uh i don't know i really liked you know the art and the stories it was just cute and it didn't take long to read any of them so if you're interested i'd i'd recommend checking them out um but uh, yeah, and I'm just excited to be able to read more. They have the entire Sandman series on the site, so I think I'm one to read through that. They also have a Dune graphic novel, which I'm like, well, shoot, reading through mm. Dune would take a long time, so maybe I should try reading the graphic novel. They also have graphic novels of Percy Jackson series, which I never read through, Ooh. but I always heard was really good. So I only watched the stupid movie, and everyone says it's bad, so i believe them um but and what's sad is that the site doesn't really have any manga but like that's okay um I, i'm realizing there's a lot more graphic novels and comics that i'm interested in um like tea dragon society that's a game a board game i keep seeing but um well my friend she works at a game shop uh and i always see it when i visit her and i'm just like oh the art it looks so cute she's like yeah well it's based off a graphic novel and i'm like well shoot maybe i should read it and it's on that's there. cool so i have a i have a little backlog i have a little um i kind of have them saved and um, I'll kind of read through them, uh, but I'm just really happy about it because I sometimes just forget how awesome the library is and how like you just get so much free stuff <laughs> and there's literally no downside to signing up for your local library. So if you, this is your message from me to you, <laughs> this is your sign to get a library card because- I've been wanting to go to mine anyway. Like I've been wanting to take the time to go. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just nice. It's one of those things where people kind of just don't realize it's so good because, at least in this country of ours, I know we have listeners outside of the U.S., but in the U.S., literally nothing's free. So it's like yeah. kind of amazing that the library, like getting a library card, is such a good deal. So It's um, still pure. Just, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just very unlike me to read a bunch of comics, but I'm excited about it. So that's all. Cool. 
We will end the podcast there then. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. Great. And LJ? You can find me streaming on our Geeks Under Grace channel on Friday nights, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or um, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at LJ the Paladin. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.